dad, wife, and mother, bringing you a quick 15-minute podcast about health, wellness, and fitness. Well, Virginia, I am stuck. My weight isn't moving anymore. Virginia, do I need to do something differently? Virginia, maybe it's time for you to change my meal plan. So these are some of the most popular phrases that I hear on a weekly and monthly basis. And I can totally understand that. I mean, if this whole journey of fitness, weight loss, all of that is something new for you, I could totally understand when you have 60 pounds to lose and all of a sudden you lost 10 pounds really quickly and you still have 50 more and you get stuck there and you're just like thinking, what can I do differently? And I know that that could be really frustrating. And I know that that could be very confusing, especially when you're making the right choices on the quality of food that you're eating and you're moving your body more and you're like, why isn't this scale budging? And that is when a lot of people in that moment turn to one family dinner and they eat too many calories and they're just like, you know what? This never works. I've tried this a million times. And you start negotiating with yourself. I'm never going to change. I just need to accept who I am. And you continue on that journey And then now all of a sudden you go back, you gained those 10 pounds. And again, now you feel like a failure because you couldn't stick to it. But you've negotiated with yourself that you couldn't stick to it, not because you didn't want to, but because you stopped losing weight and you didn't know what to do. So this is why a lot of people need coaches. Again, I will say this over and over again. I'm on like 20-something a podcast, which is so exciting. Um, But I think it's so important to have a coach. I have, you know, I wanted my daughter to get better at volleyball so that she's prepared in fifth grade for tryouts, and I got her a volleyball coach. Isn't it an investment? Absolutely. Do I feel it in my pocket? Absolutely. But I really want her to love and feel confident every time she is going to play volleyball. So I invested in a coach. Moms, dads out there, the minute they tell you that your child has some issues with their speech or the minute they tell you your children, like the first thing is like when you have a baby, right? And they tell you that the baby needs a helmet because their head is a little flat on one side and that they're not going to have this perfectly round head. We all go and get helmets for our kids. We're like, okay, how much is the helmet? We'll pay whatever for the helmet, but my kids has to have a nicely shaped head, right? We get a coach. Physical therapy, we hurt ourselves, we get a coach. This is why in this moment when you're trying to play this calories in calories out game and you get stuck this is the moment where you should probably hire a coach to help guide you along this journey so that being said I coach different types of people I coach mostly people who have to lose anywhere between 10 to 15 pounds and we will put that in one group and then anyone who has to lose 30 plus pounds, that's in another group. And the reason they're in different groups is because they need different types of coaching. Just like there might be 
uh, you might be a baseball player and you need a speed coach or you need a coach to help you with your hand-eye coordination or you just need someone to teach your kid how to play baseball because he's never played before. Well, I coach these two different types of clients very differently. At the end of this journey, it is always about regardless of whether you have to lose 10 to 15 pounds or whether you have to lose 30, 40, 60, 70, 80 pounds. It's all about calories in versus calories out. Now, I will buffer that by saying if you have 200 calories worth of candy and 200 calories worth of fruit, they will impact your body differently. The 200 calories of candy are going to have you crave more candy. It is going to be bad for your gut. It is going to be bad for your brain. It is going to be bad for your general health. Your 200 calories worth of fruit have at least vitamins, minerals, they have fiber, and they are not necessarily foods that are going to want you to crave more of it. So same amount of calories, but your body receives it differently. Now, if we want to lose weight, we need to lower our caloric intake. That's the most important thing is lowering your caloric intake. Now, if we want to take that up a notch, we lower our caloric intake and we expel more calories to create a deficit, meaning we have to work out. We have to walk. We have to do something that's going to get our bodies active to burn more calories. What happens when you go out and burn more calories? Negotiation happens. Oh man, I got in a crazy workout today. I'm going to go get a burger and fries. I deserve it. (laughs) Or um, I trained five times this week and I deserve to eat, you know, that piece of cake. The negotiations start to happen when you start to work out. In an ideal world, you're able to work out, you're able to try and build muscle, you're able to expel calories, and you're also able to keep your calories in check, your intake in check, so that way you don't either gain weight or also you're able to lose the unwanted weight that you want. So I hope I made that like really easy to understand. That was my goal was to make that easy. So now I have, again, let's picture our overweight person and we have the other person who has a little bit of weight to lose. Now they both necessarily, they both have to do the same thing. They both have to burn more calories than they consume or they just need to consume less calories. Okay. Now, the very overweight person, and when I say very overweight, I just mean somebody that is probably already obese, okay? Anyone that has to lose 40, 50, 60, 70 pounds or more is somebody that needs more life change than someone who has to lose 10 to 15 pounds. So the person that has to lose the most amount of weight not only has to change the quantity of the food that they eat, 
but also the quality of the food that they eat. That means that they're probably eating pizza. They're going out to eat often. The quality of the food is like they're eating chips. They're snacking on cheese. They're eating a lot of meat. They're eating very little vegetables. They're you know, eating mindlessly. Some people even like starve themselves all morning and then it comes to lunch. You know, some attorneys or, you know, pharmaceutical reps are always going into somewhere where there's like desserts or they're snacking mindlessly. There's too much time in the day where they are eating more calories than they actually need to be eating. Now, they may have been at that weight for a long period of time, You know, I have clients that are 220 pounds and they've been weighing 220 pounds for a year. Now they're just maintaining that 220. Whatever habits they had that got them there, they're not eating more, but they're not creating a deficit where they are actually eating less to lose weight. Now, the people who have to lose a little bit of weight, those people have to tighten up their plan. They're probably people who are already eating the majority of quality foods. They have a good recollection, a good idea of how food works. But the mindless picking or the falling out on the weekends is crushing them. So imagine that you're supposed to eat, you know, I'll just put a number out there, 1,700 calories, you know, every single day for this person to maintain their weight. So some days, maybe they're eating 1,500 calories. Maybe they're eating 1,400 calories. But then the weekend comes and you have three days of 2,000 calories. Well, that's why we're not able to lose weight. So sure, they could be eating great during the week. They're eating their protein. They're eating vegetables. They're eating fruits. They're eating balanced meals. But they can't get to lose those extra 10 pounds because they just can't get through the weekends. Also, people that have a lot of weight to lose usually do not have a good relationship with food. And when I say a good relationship with food, it means there's some sort of trauma, something happened in their life, whether it's the way that their parents, you know, place food. Look, I'm I'm a perfect example of someone who doesn't have to lose a lot of weight, but I've kind of had a tainted relationship with food. My relationship with food was one that I felt that whenever I had some sort of anxiety or stress in my life, I wouldn't physically show anxiety. I wouldn't physically show stress, but I would go and eat hidden from my situation. So I could just sit there with a thing of almond butter and just eat one tablespoon, another tablespoon, and just mindlessly I'm thinking as to why I shouldn't be doing it and I keep doing it. So most people that are very overweight experience this issue often. They're trying to hide from potential issues. They're kind of people that are imploders. They're not exploders. They don't usually talk about their issues. They don't usually see people. They don't tell their family how they're feeling. They just put everything inside. And along with that comes bad eating issues. Um, Just eating mindlessly. Also, I think that People who are have a lot of weight to lose sometimes don't have any movement incorporated in their life. 
Why would you be super overweight and not move your body? Uh, because moving your body is uncomfortable. Because getting in and out of a car is uncomfortable. Because being hot is uncomfortable. I'll never forget. I had a client and I told them, hey, guys, you know, today it's a beautiful day. It wasn't raining. It's a beautiful day to go outside. Let's just get in a 40 minute walk today. Husband, wife, let's get in that 40 minute walk. Like, but it's so hot. No, I know it's hot. It's Miami. It's hot. But you have to start moving your body in the heat because I know it's uncomfortable. I know your legs are chafing. I know that you're hot. I know that you feel uncomfortable in your body and moving it for a long period of time does not feel natural to you. But we can't fix that problem until you actually start moving. So movement is important and movement isn't so important even to create that caloric deficit. Movement is important because when you want to change someone's lifestyle forever, you want to change the way they feel about themselves, then you want them to be able to get in and out of a car comfortable. You want them to be able to go to a water park with their families. You want them to be able to go to Disney and not feel like they need one of those wheelchairs. Like you want people to move comfortably in clothes. So to sit comfortably in an airplane, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I will get into an airplane and I will see people who struggle getting into an airplane seat. And I literally just want to help them so bad. But by looking at them, you know, they're not, they don't have a sign across their head that says, help me, but you know that they can't be comfortable. So there's movement is something that has to be instilled in people that are very overweight because they need to start utilizing their body better and staying, keeping their bodies healthy. Also, when you try to tighten up people, like people who have um, weight to lose, we a little bit of weight to lose, what we need to do is sometimes taking pictures of their food is really important. Taking pictures of their food holds them accountable to how much they're actually eating. And I can kind of like look at the food and be like, oh, that might be too many carbs at night, or maybe that's too many nuts. They're already in they're already eating nuts, they're already eating whole foods, they're already eating quality food, but sometimes it's the quantity of the food that needs to be more put into control. Whereas the people that are very overweight, when I look at their food, I just want to make sure that they're eating God-made food and not man-made food. I really don't even worry so much about the quantity of the food at the beginning. It's like phase one is just really eating a good quality food then later on i can start getting a little bit more picky as to the quantity of the food that they're eating so there are different ways to get more calories out okay to expend more calories and there's also different ways on cutting back on the intake and it's important especially for those people who already have just 15 pounds to lose to realize that it's the little bits, the little, little bits that are making a huge difference. Look, my normal weight, and sometimes I feel like, oh, I should talk more about myself in this journey, but my normal weight, my favorite weight, let's just say where I feel like I am my best is 127 pounds. Now, right now I'm sitting at 130 pounds. Now, someone might be like, oh my God, Virginia, like that's so ridiculous. Like it's three pounds. No, In my body, in my physique, 
I don't feel myself at 130 pounds. But why don't I feel like myself? It's not necessarily that I don't feel like myself. It's because I know that the actions that I'm taking are the actions that are keeping me from that 127. It's having ice cream on Friday and on Saturday. It's having my daughter's leftover pizza Saturday night. It's also having those extra siete chips that my husband put on the counter with the guacamole. For me, it's not about eating Doritos and Cheetos, and it's not about going and getting a Happy Meal or a huge Chipotle meal. For me, it's these little bits. So you look at my food during the week and you're like, wow, she ate incredibly all week. She should be at her favorite weight all the time. No, but then I blow it. I blow it because I make decisions and I make choices during the weekends that don't necessarily benefit the look that I want. And I have to be okay with that process. I have to be okay that the choices that I have made are the choices that are keeping me from being at that ideal weight. So when you are stuck, when you sell your coach, I don't know what to do differently. I am stuck. Help me. I do suggest you take a moment. Write down what you eat every single day. When I tell clients to take pictures, sometimes I know they're not taking pictures of the food they shouldn't be eating. They're only taking pictures of what they know that they should send me. But if you grab a journal out and in that journal, you start writing every single day all of the food that you don't want to send your coach. Oh, I had 12 chocolate chips. Oh, I opened my daughter's lunchbox. I ate a quarter of the leftover sandwich. Oh, I ate three pretzels. Oh, I had some extra fruit. Oh, I had a little extra almond butter. All of those little bits are all calories and they are taking away from the caloric deficit that it is going to take to get you to your desired goals. And if you have 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 pounds to lose, know that this is a journey How long did it take you to be 70 pounds overweight? How long did it take you to feel that way? Trust me that if you stick to it and if you're consistent, it will take you less time to take it off than it took you to put it on. But you just have to stay consistent and know that every single calorie, everything is accounted for and that sometimes, even when you get stuck, that doesn't mean that you get to quit. If you get stuck, that means you just got to keep moving forward. So as we close today, I just want to remind you that you are beautiful, you are worthy, and you are loved.